Hey guys, this is Mookie from Even More About Nothing, and we just want to share a quick word from our sponsors. Jouet.co is an awesome website that sells fashionable, comfortable gaming clothing for nerds, geeks, and everyone into that kind of stuff. If you want to check out their awesome clothes from brands like FIFA, Final Fantasy, Dragon Ball Z, and Pokemon Go, check out the website Jouet.co. That's J-O-U-E dot C-O. What's up, guys? We're back once again. I'm one of your hosts, Rafiki. This is even more about nothing. This is your other host, Matthew. <laughs> oh, oh. And we have a very special guest. Ah! <laughs> I'm going to need you to shut that out. That's Mookie, and I'm the actual proper host of the show. Welcome back. But so, yeah, we, missed, minute, we missed an episode last week in which we recorded, and Mateo... The guy who shows up at the cookout, take all the chicken, take all the barbecue, sit in the corner, then drink your juice, make two jokes, and leave. Decided he was just gonna hijack the podcast. Thankfully, God loves me and destroyed that episode. <laughs> hey, that was a funny <laughs> Uh, but no, you know the joke he'd make. We're not talking about it. We're moving. We're moving on. And the chicken. We're not gonna talk about it. I'm a little mad. I'm just a little bit mad that I'm surrounded by a bunch of Africans yesterday, and one of them had the audacity to serve cold chicken. How you serve a grown man cold chicken? Where they do that at? Anyway, we back at it. Um, even more about nothing. It's been a while. Um. But this is going to be kind of the wrap off into the holiday episode. And the holiday episode is kind of um, it's kind of one of, it's one of our longer ones. Um, we might break it up in the segments this year because we kind of go through the year. We go through the shows, the movies we've enjoyed, the games and stuff. So that's kind of what we're, we're, we're getting ready to roll into that. Um, so this week, we've kind of got... We've kind of... Hitting the full spectrum this week. We're going to talk a little bit about movie trailers, a couple episodes of Flash it's and been, DC. It's been an exciting week. It has. Yeah. They got things they're going to talk about. I mean, some collector's editions of video games are going to talk about. Um, things going to happen. Things not going to happen. A.K.A. Kingdom Hearts 3 not coming out till 2018. But... Um, <laughs> lots of fun stuff about um, um, the trailers, particularly Transformers and Spider-Man Homecoming trailer we're going to get into, and then we're going to talk about, um, for me, one of the most exciting things, um, the, the early part of the year as far as video games are concerned, um, but then kind of a little bit into the future, Hideo Kojima and Guerrilla Studios are teaming up together, so Death Stranding was running in full 4K at PSX. Um, but we'll get into more details about that. So, what do you guys want to kick off at? Let's just go ahead and start with uh, those those trailers. Cool, go ahead. Um, go ahead and get that underway. All right, so we'll talk about... Uh, no offense to anyone out there. We're just going to talk about our least favorite trailer. <laughs> our least, least favorite movie a trailer came out for. Uh, we're talking about uh, Transformers. I have one word for that. Okay. Weld. Well, whelmed. Well, 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 ever since you started yeah, watching, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you, I'm glad you got that. Anyways, so Marky Mark and the funk, uh, the funky bunch, and isn't the uh, captain or the army guy from the first one? And Josh, Josh Dumal. Yeah, and then uh, Tyrese Gibson's character is back. Tyrese is back. Tyrese is back. Yeah. Slightly not as whelmed. 
<laughs> I haven't seen wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. Overall for the o- over, over or under? Just over. Just slightly. Just slightly. slightly. The, black slightly. Guy, the, the black guy. The black guy did. The black guy did. Anyways, yeah. So for uh, those of you that haven't seen it, uh, I, f- I forget what like, the subtitle for that is. It's The Last Warrior. No, or, uh, the... Last Night. night, last last night. night. The, the Last Night. Anyways, there's some dope footage in there, not gonna lie. And I think they just alluded to the fact that Megatron may, or Dark Energon will take over Optimus's body. Yeah. That's the only thing that looks exciting. Yeah, that was, that was kind of like, oh, we're finally getting into this, fine, you know, it's only taken several years. Right. Which one is this, the number first, five? This is five. Mm-hmm. And we're finally getting to this, and the whole series, this whole Transformers thing started back when? 2006, 2007? Um, I don't. I don't. Understand. Because I re- look, I remember because uh, Transformers Two came out June 29th, two thousand nine. Because you know, you yeah. know what happened. In- right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we don't talk about. Yeah, it, I, I haven't watched any of the Transformers film after uh, Dark of the Moon, so don't expect me to change that. But seems a bit exciting. Just that snippet. Other than that, I mean, I I, I got nothing. I mean, yeah. you know how much. Um, I, I mean, mean, I think a lot of us are tired are tired of what Michael Bay has kind of done with the Transformers film. We're also hyped for it, and like he had a lot of potential. I was, oh, I was hoping they would really do like Unicron in the Minicron series. That would have been nice, but although it looks like we might, like it made it seem like there was a glimpse of Unicron yeah. in the trailer, but we don't know that. We like, don't know. But, like, I don't think it should have taken this long to get to it. Honestly, we probably could have done without um, uh, Transformers 2. Revenge of the Fallen? I actually like that one. Yeah, Revenge of the Fallen. I thought that was like, like, I mean, like, in terms of, like, like, storyline-wise, like, I mean, they could have maybe, they could have, like... I take that back. The one with Mark Wahlberg, the first Mark Wahlberg one, could have gone. Yeah, that's for the Age birds. Of okay. okay, that yeah, was for yeah, the birds. Yeah. That was for the birds. Dark okay, fair, of the Moon fair was enough, good. Like, but what I'm saying good. is, like, like I'm not saying like the, the the movie or the story was bad, but like they could have found a way to maybe split that in you know in a in a different way. Maybe stick some of that into the first one, and then maybe slide some of it into the third one. I don't know, but it it worked in my head. Never mind. The only question I have about this is, are we going to get another Lincoln Park song for this? Hope not. <laughs> And now that we know how we feel about that, we're going to moving on. (laughs) No, but seriously. Anyways, next trailer we want to talk about uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes. I think I speak for everyone here at the table when I say it's going to be lit. (laughs) Now, if you just watched, now they had two renditions of the trailer. They had just like the U.S. one, or I don't even know what you'd label that. And then they have the international trailer. Um, I enjoyed the international trailer because it showed different footages. It showed a lot more uh, Spider-Man, Iron Man, Tony Stark, like Peter Parker interactions, which was amazing. My favorite part comes at the end of the clip, if you haven't seen it. Um, Spider-Man and Iron Man swinging slash flying through what looks like one of the neighborhoods of uh, New York. Yeah. And so that it was just a short clip, but you saw it, and I was excited. And so I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts? Um, we are finally getting that perfect Spider-Man slash Peter Parker we've yeah. always been looking for. Because they, They've gotten better and better as they've 
come along. But like, it was now like we're, we're yeah. here. We've Before with the Tobey Maguire series, it was like he was the better Peter Parker, but it was too much Peter Parker. Uh, and then we didn't get enough Peter Parker with Andrew Garfield, but he was Spider-Man. Now we're kind of like, in 15 minutes, in Captain America, well, technically, in Avengers 3, basically, uh, we got a perfect Spider-Man. Like, I didn't think they would retcon Spider-Man so quickly in a few minutes. He was there, he was gone, and we're like... Where did he go? Mm. Now that we've got this trailer and how we kind of... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's Vulture. Um, yeah, that's his name, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah, assuming that that's, Vulture. Vul- that's Vulture in the, in the, in the trailer. So um, I, think that, I think that's nice. Um, I don't think... It doesn't look like we'll necessarily have the issue of too many villains... Because the previous Spider-Man trilogy and the uh, previous, you know, the previous dual movie and then the previous trilogy, too many villains. So many villains in a short amount of time. But it looks like I think we'll have a little more of a focus. I'm okay with, you know, having a minor and then the major villain. But, like, to the point where you have three to six or whatever in a single movie. Yeah, and I get that I get that they were trying to build up to Sinister Six, but, like, you can't go in one movie from one villain to six. Yeah, That's, no, 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 no. It does not work. At most, you introduce, like, Shadows of the Five at the end, which is technically what they did, but, like... <clears throat> Uh, they try oh, to rush them, things. You see them meeting each other for the first time, you know, at the end of the movie, and then you can then start to explore in the third movie, and then they finally get the teaming up working out, and then you have the Sinister Six if you do with three movies. I think Keyword that's a good if. Yeah. Uh, we, well, yeah, we know uh, that's not going to happen, so we're all right. And it's, yeah, like we said, it's been really good. Actually, so browsing around on the interwebs, uh, someone had post. I guess it's some sort of viral post um, on Facebook that I saw. Uh, someone was saying their only qualm with the way they're building this up is it seems like a lot of it runs a lot of parallels with what should be uh, Miles Morales storyline with uh, the one friend um, I forget his name, um, okay. kind of like the chubby Asian who is there. Uh, to support Miles and like within the comics iteration, um, and a lot of those parallels are they're now associated with this Peter Parker. Now I get like movies do kind of like cross sectioning when it comes to like comic book folklore mm-hmm. and then trying to reinvent it in a new way. So what are your guys' thoughts on that? Like I don't know how deeply you read into that. So um, how I feel personally is I kind of like it. it kind of it's a sense of. They're still staying relatively true to the comics. There's rumor that we saw Gwen Stacy, a girl, uh, Gwen Stacy in the trailer. There's a girl that might be who Gwen Stacy is. Um, we've seen um, Zadea as Mary Jane, kind of with her scene or two. But as far as keeping those things in, they're they're pulling they're pulling from different iterations of the different Spider-Mans we have to keep us on our toes. Because if you keep... And with a lot of the DC shows, they do this too. Because if you put it too straightforward, everybody knows what's coming to a point that you can predict it and you'll get bored with it. And I like that. But as long as they stay true 
to the actual character that they're focused on and maybe pull a different little here, little there, I'm okay. I think it's fine. I think that's great. So we never know. We're like, okay, so this might happen, which it may do, but not in the way that we think. Mm -hmm. So that's how I feel. Yeah, I yeah, I just I'm I just read that online. So I wasn't sure what people were thinking on that. Uh, but yeah, it seems interesting. And do we have? Was there any confirmation about? Uh, Donald Glover being in the movie because I know there was some rumor. Yeah, right there was. He's confirmed he is in the movie. He is in the movie, but we okay. don't know what, what or how he's going to show yeah. up. I think he's going to play a tech, when, kind of like Q, um, because Homecoming Spider-Man is kind of like comic book Spider-Man, where unlike the originals, where like his suit was just masking his powers. Um, he built gadgets to support himself. Mm -hmm. He had the powers, he had the physical attributes, but um, the web slinger was a gadget. Remember, remember he used to have the web triggers? For some reason, those little web triggers were the size of a 9mm bullet, but they could so much webbing in those little triggers. Um, so I think like Donald, Donald Glover might play like the techie tech. who either ends up being someone like... Um, he could be Crocodile because Crocodile was a scientist. Then again, like every single villain, almost every single villain in Spider Man somehow starts off as some sort of doctor genius or research level. Or yeah, genius level researcher. I mean, short of Venom, who we know Venom was like a. Venom itself is an outer space creature and then attaches himself to, to Eddie. Eddie and all those other people who have been venom and we get carnage and all that other stuff and then we start splitting into dimensions. But barring any of that nonsense happening, which I hope it doesn't, because um, um, Disney being the overlords of the universe that they are, I know, I get that Spider-Man is with Fox, but Disney now owns Marvel and Spider-Man is above all a Marvel property. So not in terms of the movie realm. Not in part of the movie realm, but, but Disney character wise, but character wise, and comic wise, and it is a Marvel. It's a Marvel, Marvel entity, slash Disney. I feel like Disney wouldn't allow them to mess things up. But then again, look what happened with Fantastic Four. Well, but I mean, you're you're looking at because so it's under Sony and yeah. Sony Sony. I think Sony saw what Fox did. Sony, I think. If you ask me, it's almost like Sony just watched, you know, Fantastic Four. In the three, technically, four iterations they have done in the last 15 years and saw how terrible it was and saw how well Marvel slash Disney, this monster corporation in movies, was doing. And they were like, all right. People kind of like some of our Spider-Mans. There's mixed bags about both iterations from both characters. Marvel, can you bring in your creativity? We'll still fund it. We want to keep the rights, but we want to let you in on it. And I'm like, all right, cool. We like this partnership, but if you want this, here's what it has to be. And I think that's also why we're seeing uh, Iron Man in it. There's rumor that we might see a glimpse of Steve Rogers for like a scene or two. Is the rumors like he's not gonna like overtake that kind of you know movie? They, they don't, and I think, I think the trailer right now is presenting a false image in terms of Robert Downey Jr. is gonna be through it through the entire because we yeah, saw a yeah. lot of him in that trailer. That's probably as much as we're gonna see of him in the movie. Yeah, we probably might have seen all the scenes that we see Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Period. Yeah, I can see oh. that. because it's supposed to be a Spider-Man film. 
Yeah, and I might, and I, I think again, they could be, they could be working, they could be doing their work around to allow Spider-Man to be a part of the official Civil War, because in the comic book Civil War One, um, when Spider-Man decides to reveal his identity, because again, in the comic books, um, it's flipped. Iron Man wants to. Um, wait. So in the movie, Iron Man wanted to sign the decree. Super, um, Captain America does. It's flipped. Um, and uh, for like the first half of the Civil War, Spider Man was on Tony's side, where they didn't want to sign the Declaration. Uh, so Black Panther and all those were on Tony's side. Um, and then he, there's a point in the comic books where he flips sides. It's after the death of Aunt May, and I think a couple other people died really close to Peter. He flips side, and he has a press conference where he reveals he is Peter Parker. Um, so I think they might be trying to build a workaround to allow Spider-Man to come into a civil war, whatever they decide to call it. Um, but um, it's Disney. And, and like, here's my thing. I know Disney's far removed from this, but I still like. I want to like. After everything they did with Doctor Strange, which I was so nervous about, some of those trailers really scared me. I thought they were going to ruin my favorite Marvel character. Yo, that's my favorite Marvel, period. Like, I, yeah. Guardians is good. Guardians is second to Doctor Strange, as far as I'm concerned. Doctor Strange is real. I'm, I didn't even really know Doctor Strange so well, but, like, I went to go see it with uh, Matt, and it was good. Yeah, so, I mean, they, they knocked that one out of the park. That's, that's boom, boom. Up top, solid. That movie, top to bottom. Solid. Um, I was real nervous about that one, especially with all the nonsense that started coming out about like the ancient one, and they were gonna use CGI to make her look more Asian. And I'm like, no, don't do that. You already made a commitment to stick with it, and they they knocked it out of the park. Um, I know some people had issues with Mordor and not Mordu, and um, a few issues with um, uh, villain. Why can't Dormammu and how he was portrayed and how he's this ancestral being rather than the physical manifestation of hell that he actually is in the comics. But um, that's a lot, though. Yeah, like, um, I mean, you got to think in movie sense and think a little more practical. Yeah, I mean, and again, Marvel is is kind of Marvel is known for these big ancestral astral beings. I mean, like we already talked a little bit about um, Star Lord's father is an astral being, but um, we did, but they don't know. They don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, we had that long discussion, and they don't know about that. Um, long story short, I'm excited. Look forward. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So, um, one fuck away. One thing. Um, shout out to John Sharpton. Uh, after I shared the trailer, we went kind of back and forth on thoughts of the trailer, the movie, and he made a good point to see, like, talking on Tony Stark and Peter Parker, <clears throat> that um, he, he, and I believe it was him. If I was wrong, I'm, if I'm wrong in quoting this, he can correct you in the comment section. Uh, he was saying that it's a, like, we, we won't get too much Robert Downey Jr., but it's a good uh, segue of leadership that we saw this mentorship start in Captain America 3, where it's Peter learning that he has to do stuff on his own, but there's also a certain degree where he has to ask for help kind of thing. Yeah. And so I think we'll see that really start to develop because up until this point, he really had been doing it on his own, at least yeah. leading up to Captain America 3, he had been doing it on his own. Um, Tony steps in and now he's just like, oh, here's a suit you can keep and stuff like that. You're not a part of the Avengers, but 
they're big dogs that can take care of bigger issues. So, but I mean, yeah, let's not forget he's a freshman in high school at this point. Yeah. So it's a young, it's a young Tony. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, um, Peter Parker. So, all oh, right. Sorry. Last thing, <laughs> just talking about the trailer. By far the best scene is holding is like watching Spider Man hold that ship together when it was falling apart. Can we talk about how his strength is underestimated though? Yes. Yes. But, uh, let, let's start. Let's talk to you on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we could we could probably talk for another, at least at least another fifteen minutes on that. But we got topics to get through. Um, so actually, let's get into the next thing. Um, so obviously, the two point eight trailer, a new trailer dropped. Yes. Um, and and some like. Not necessarily big news, but it's still fun, exciting news to kind of read about. What do you mean big news? Like, if you haven't watched the trailer, the last five to ten seconds is kind of big news. It is big news. Like, but I'm not talking about in terms yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, apart from the, the the new trailer we got, I'll just speak real quickly on it. There has been announced um, by the Japanese Sony Twitter, their, their PlayStation Sony Twitter, the Japanese one, that they are re- going to release a limited edition 15th anniversary PlayStation Slim, a PlayStation 4 Slim for Kingdom Hearts. Um, a lot of stipulations. Pre-order lasts until the 22nd. It has to be Japan only. Um, but apparently, if you look online a little bit, there is a way to order stuff, have it shipped to a company in Japan, and then th- that company in Japan will ship it to your house. But, I mean, um, as far as the 500 gigabyte one, it is, uh, they said it was like 299 US dollars. One terabyte is like 100 more than that, like 399. I was like, I might, but I, you know, I gotta be responsible. <laughs> I gotta <laughs> like, be responsible. The thing is, the thing is, that it wouldn't be a problem like getting something like that. First of all, obviously the issue of it's only available in Japan. But is there anything else with it? Like, or is it just like a casing for your PS, like a it's, PS4 cover, like that just has Kingdom Hearts labeled on it? Because it's, it's not, it's, it's a, it's a, it's not necessarily a Kingdom Hearts label. So the, the whole, the whole thing here is it doesn't come with anything, but as far as the whole thing design, the whole thing being designed, Kingdom Hearts, it's almost like the whole, like, you know, Nathan Drake collection, PlayStation 4, the Arkham, you know, the Batman Arkham one. So it looks like it, but I but mean, all in all, you can buy the skin. If you really don't want to spend that money, you can buy the skin and no, put it on top of your No, but the thing is, like, even with those other ones that you mentioned, like with those bundles, didn't they come with the game itself as well? It came with the game. So then what's the point of buying a limited edition Kingdom Hearts PS4 if it doesn't come with the game? Don't look at me. I'm not I'm, actually no, I'm, no, I'm just saying. This is just this is just one that I'm just bantering. I'm just saying. Anyway. Yeah, fair enough. You know that's people actually gonna buy it. But then again, you know, like when you enjoy something so much, but you still know it's a cash cow, and you're still sold on that idea. You know, oh. regardless if it makes economical sense. Look, should we be buying 1.5, 1. 1. 1.5 plus 2.5 disc combination? Yeah, because it's on our PS3 and that's not working right now, so. Still. <laughs> that's still. practical. It, it, <laughs> that's practical. But at the same time, even if, let's say it was working, our PlayStation 3, we still play today. Is there a reason for us to absolutely buy it? No. Buy what? 1.5, 2.5. Absolutely. 
No, like, I'm just saying in general, from, like, a story... Because it was relatively recent that we got those games, and if now we, we know if, it. If we're, we're, I'm, don't but, get me wrong, we're still going to buy it. Okay, here's, here's the reason I feel like it needs to come. For people like me... Uh, who were last gen on the 360 and didn't have a PS3. Granted, fair I had enough. a PS3 because okay, I live with you. But <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> but um, there are plenty of people. I mean, like there's 50 million PS4s in the wild right now, according to the NPD. 50 million PS4s. Not even a third of those had PS3 last year. So the PS4 growth is huge. So not only is it reintroducing a whole new wave that's reinvigorating the fan base to get their friends hyped for it. So it's all building up into three, which I don't think is coming out this year. I've said this many times. It's going to come out Obviously not this year. 2.8 is not coming out this year, Caleb. Listen, it's not it's coming 20, out. It's 2016. Kingdom it's not coming out this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was still right about that. Um, Kingdom Hearts 3 is not coming out until 2018. I've said that multiple times. It's not going to happen. There's no way they put out four Kingdom Hearts games in one year. Granted, I get two of them are in one box together, however, even on one disc, period. But there's no way 3 comes out next year. Um, Square Enix Japan, their plate is just too full. Their plate is just too full. Speaking of anniversary, are you guys done with the Kingdom Hearts talk? No. no. Okay. But we're going to talk about another Square Enix anniversary edition in a little bit. And I'm saying the things that they're planning on doing, yeah, good luck with all that. Um, but yeah, this, I think there's a fan base there to re-energize. There's also 50 million PS4 users now, and a bunch of them didn't have PS4s last gen, so why not get new fans off that, you know? So, of Fair course. Enough. Um, with that being said... The 2.8 trailer dropped last week, um, and we we saw some we saw some new stuff, new little little bit of new gameplay footage, um, some moves kind of thrown in there. We saw yeah. a lot more of 0.2 than we did really anything right. else. And let's just talk about the Unreal Engine. Oh my god, man, that thing looks nice. My god. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> I I hear that the uh, Square Enix rebuilt their was it them that rebuilt their engine? I don't know. I think I heard word like they rebuilt their or somebody no it was Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog rebuilt their engine. That's another that's another conversation for later. Um, because they 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 wanted it to tailor to some of the game for Last of Us Two and some of the other games that they're really really gonna wanting to put out so mm -hmm. that's a conversation for another day but um anyways uh so some new things we got a little bit of customization not not necessarily in a huge way but that is new um it was kind of cool you know yeah. it was just, just adding some accessories and this was more of in the um birth by sleep 0.2 so just see like when you look at the trailer you can just see uh people adding ex extra accessories to uh aqua's character um, I think someone added, like, little fairy wings and then Minnie Mouse ears, which was kind of dumb. Why would you do that? But, hey, I wasn't the one playing the demo, so. <laughs> um, then, uh, the big, the big thing was the end of the trailer for a lot of people. I think that's kind of where the fandom was, like, freaking when, out, like, when, what so, does that mean? So, ultra spoiler alert if you haven't watched it. Uh, at the very end of the 2.8 trailer, we see 
uh, Sora running up the stairs, and you hear uh, Goofy and Donald saying to him, hey, you've been gone a long time. Where have you been? And then you see him stop at the top of the stairs in front of the door to Yen Sid's study, and he say, uh, he kind of laughs and he says, it's a secret, opens the door, says, I'm back, and the trailer ends. Yeah. So it's kind of like now the Phantom's like, oh, my goodness. There's So we're going to get, like, there's going to be a relatively big reveal in in terms of point zero two, I think well for one I think it's going to be his his him meeting Aqua yes that's going to play a huge part I, I think that'll be huge because we've been we've been told all this time that Sora is the gateway to all things that are light at this point he is the protagonist yeah and if you don't mind me interjecting um, I was actually watching a video on YouTube by the gamers joint uh, shout out to him for that. But he was talking about like him, his whole secret, and like what his journey um, led him to after Dream Drop Distance. So at the very end of Dream Drop Distance, uh, he went back to find the Dream Eaters that he had made friends with throughout his journey and stuff like that. And the thought is that after that, um, if we see the very first Kingdom Hearts three trailer, he's on Destiny Island and he picks up um, Master Eroquis's Keyblade. And then if you go and look at the 2.8 trailer, uh, the one they just dropped, you see Aqua kind of like in the ocean. You see Sora's hand reaching through the ocean, reaching out to her. So the thought is like sometime after he's with the Dream Eaters, there's also the thought that he may have his own secret like uh, mark of mastery test going on here. Ergo, when he's at Destiny Island, he finds Master Eriquist's Keyblade and then ultimately... Uh, helps free Aqua from the realm of darkness. All that leading to uh, what would then we presume is a jump start into three, which would be the start of the Keyblade War, the Second Keyblade War. And if you don't know, there there's a big reason why this disc was called two point eight, um, because obviously we've seen one point five, two point five, and you'd only think that. The next logical explanation would be Kingdom Hearts 3 to come out, but there's a reason, and supposedly, especially in point, uh, 0.2, we will find out that reason why it's kind of like that almost quarter-step jump in, in number um, rather than, a, you know, a half-step. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious to find out. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited, though. It should be good. Anyways, um, you got anything else you want to add? Um, I mean, aside from that, it looks utterly and completely dope, which I think everyone knows that that's seen that uh, trailer. I, I'm excited with, for with how, with how fantastic Final Fantasy looks, man. That game better look good too. Right. <laughs> that's all we're saying. That is all we're saying. Yeah. Ain't like, that right, Caleb? Look. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what I will say is that the Unreal Engine is one the five best engines in existence, period. The guys that work on the internet engine um, do iterative Quit. work. When he said that, it made it sound like the seven wonders of the world. Sorry, <laughs> I just had to throw that in. Um, <laughs> they do iterative work like no one, like the, the Unreal Engine is one of the few engines that hasn't had to take a step back 
and to move forward. Because a lot of people, a lot of game studios, I don't know if you know this, when they rebuild an engine, they start from scratch. The real engine functions in a way that they not only take things from the old engine, but they still have things, they rebuild around it, but they still use aspects from their old engine um, because it's such a phenomenal engine. That game looks gorgeous. Is it going to be the best looking game on the PS4? No, not by a long shot. But for what it is, oh my goodness, it looks good. It looks fluid. Not, not, yeah. It looks fast. It's not. It's a. Uh, it's 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 further removed from Kingdom Hearts Five, um, which I I really am enjoying. Kingdom Hearts Five. Fifteen. Sorry. Um, Kingdom Hearts, Hearts 15. Fifteen. Listen, I meant to say Final Fantasy Fifteen. <laughs> I was like Kingdom Hearts Five. I was like, yo, we we may never see that. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Super super. If they tired. do Kingdom Hearts, if they do a fifth main story Kingdom Hearts, it's not gonna be. I don't think it'll be named Kingdom Hearts Five. To be honest. Uh, it's gonna be that's like, another conversation. It's, another, it's gonna be like it's good. They're gonna go I mean, out of Final Fantasy now. Well, anyway, getting back to my main point, like Final Fantasy Fifteen um, moved a little bit further towards the fast action side to ingratiate some of the Kingdom Hearts fans into the series um, because there are a lot of Kingdom Hearts fans who didn't like the turn-based game of Final Fantasy. Um, granted, that's stupid because the stories are amazing, and if you just don't like the Kingdom... Like, if you don't like the game because it's turn-based and you're just ignoring the whole story, I feel sorry for you because there's so many dope games you're missing out on. I don't mean to call you dumb, but I just think it's dumb that you don't want to play a game because you don't like the way the game plays and you're ignoring the whole story. Watch a playthrough on YouTube if you really don't care that much. Um... But the experiences that can be had in Final Fantasy XV, I'm only seven hours in, and I've had an amazing experience with it. I can't wait to delve in it as soon as I'm done with finals. Um, so, moving back to Kingdom Hearts, they sped it up from 2.5 even. It's quicker, it's faster, it's more fluid, it's more floaty, which I don't exactly love, but um, because the trailer, I honestly, I think I saw Sora. Oh, no. Yeah, I saw, I saw Sora in there, and he was flying. Oh, no, was it Roxas? In the 2.8? Yeah, the one you showed me the other day. Was that Roxas? Because it looked like Sora. At what part are you talking about? When they were fighting, the actual the, the three seconds of gameplay. Oh, you're talking to... Are you talking about where... With Aqua, like the yeah. 2.2? Okay, yeah. so no, that's Ben. That's Ben, yeah. Um, the dude was flying for the majority of the fight. Like, he killed four or five enemies, but he his feet yeah. did not touch the ground. Because he, he's, he's a very quick... Yeah, agile character. Yeah, and even and even Aqua, like her fights look really good, really stylistic. I I'm excited for this game. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready for it to be out. Um, And I think it's gonna do. I think it's gonna bleed into three. My that's my thing. What I'm saying is the fighting style that they've established. I think individual characters, depending on how many characters we play as, are gonna feel different. Because like in two, Riku and Roxas. And even Sora all felt like different variations of the same character. Now, I think, like, in 3, they're going to feel like individual characters, mm-hmm. which I'm ready for. Um, yeah, they'll, they'll, you'll definitely see the tide and how different they are. Yeah, like, for it, sure. It'll be but interesting. I think they'll, but even with 1.5 and 2.5, when they released those on the you know, PlayStation 3, it was even then that they started to change it a little more. I wonder how much, like, obviously without really entirely changing the game itself, I wonder how much they will alter their differences now, you know? Um, but as it was, like, even with 1.5, they had to redo Kingdom Hearts 1 almost entirely from scratch because they didn't have, 
anything from it from 2002 when they first created it anymore. Mm-hmm. They literally had to play their own game again to figure out what they did. So, and that allowed them to change some things too, which, I, and it would change for the better. It definitely changed for the better, but it's, it didn't feel, it's definitely a harder game to play than 2 was. But it, this yeah, time around, two, it, two, two was two was dumb easy. It was way too easy. Uh, but even now, except fighting Sephiroth, yeah, but that doesn't he, count. That dude was a monster. That sucked. But dude. he was still harder to fight in one than two. Oh, period. Yeah, yeah. Point blank. Yeah. Those reaction commands, though, <laughs> they made, <laughs> they, it made life so made life a hundred times easier. Especially when they added that into Kingdom Hearts One. I was like, thank God. It was a little easier. It was it was still difficult enough that you struggled, but it was slightly easier that you're not at it for a very very long time. Yeah, you don't have to like so. uh, scroll over, <laughs> hit the up arrow just to get to the command at the bottom, which changes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, when you do certain things, when you're in the air, when you're on the ground, it changes. <laughs> I'm like, when you hit somebody, it changes. I'm like, what? That's not the menu I want. So, anyways. All right. Um, you want to move into your stuff now? Which one do you let's stick, guys... let's stick with Let's stick with uh, okay. the special edition. Let's, uh, so, in speaking about special editions, um, um, VG Leaks published this article December 5th. Um, I got into work, and my boss was like, yo. Yo! I'm like, what the deal is. Um, so next year, if you don't already know, um, which you should, um, also kind of reminds us how long it took for Final Fantasy to get here. Next year is the 38th anniversary for Final Fantasy. Jesus Christ. Um, and while Final Fantasy 15 has come to um, higher than most, I don't want to say higher than most expectations. It's come and it's dope. It's here. We like it. We're having a lot of fun. Very, very few complaints about the game. I'm loving it. Um, I'm gonna my, my my entire life is gonna disappear for about a month because I don't have any to do anything academic, and I could just sit in front of a TV and play that game. Um, but a leak came out out of Square Enix Japan, um, their main studio. If you don't know, um, they are a Japanese-based studio. Um, they were SquareSoft. That's when the original Final Fantasy games came out. So also Kingdom Hearts One. Yeah. So back when they were shout SquareSoft. out to anyone that still has a box that says SquareSoft on it. Facts. Like you have a piece <laughs> of history. Um, but yeah, back when they were SquareSoft, they um, had a bunch of um, just classic games, and a lot of people felt they've become um, too sporadic since they've become Square Enix. But um, here's what's supposed to release there is supposedly a 30th final fantasy anniversary collection coming out the compilation includes final fantasy 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 and 9 that will be released on playstation 4 and place the vita on either a single disc or a vita card um and this is the japanese square enix side right? no this is north this is coming to north america Okay, North America. So the North American Square Enix is so it's are, it, this is coming. This is coming out of like the Japanese studio, but okay. they're going to localize it for America. Okay. So this is coming straight out of Square Enix Japan, but it is coming to the U- North America. Okay. It's coming. It's worldwide. Period. Okay. Um, but it's also going to include two versions of Final Fantasy One. So the original version from the NES and the SNES, um, and then they're going to be mobile ports. So they're going to use the most recent version of these games. So like some of them are mobile ports. Um, the Final Fantasy VII that we're going to get is going to be the Final Fantasy that's already on PS4, so they're just going to up-res that, um, throw that in the collection. Um, then we're going to get regular versions. Um, game. So this is the cool part. 
Um, the regular version comes with all the games and a poster. The collector's edition comes with the games, a poster, 8-bit um, Black Mage keychain, Chocobo plush, two discs, a selection of songs from... Oh, did no- you say Chocobo yeah. plush? Yeah. yeah. It's a, yeah. For real? Yeah. Real life Are you getting plush. this? <laughs> Me? I'm getting three of these. <laughs> you haven't you haven't even seen the cool part. I'm gonna try and get at least one collector's edition, but then here's the good part. The crystal edition. This is the one, this is the big kahuna. This is the one that's my whole budget is based my whole 2017 budget is based around me getting this collector's edition. So it's the crystal edition, which if 30th anniversary is the crystal anniversary, I believe, right? I think so. Anyway, or there's at least a crystal in some every Final Fantasy game is based around some sort of crystal. Anyway. It will be available in limited quantities in the U.S. Square Enix website um, for the PlayStation 4 and will come to the North America. The game includes the Final, uh, uh, Final Fantasy 30th Anniversary Collection. It includes Final Fantasy 1 through 9, Final Fantasy 10 and 10 2 HD Remastered, Final Fantasy 13, The Zodiac Age, Final Fantasy... Uh, I'm sorry, that's Final Fantasy 12, The Zodiac Age, which is an online, online game, Final Fantasy 13 Trilogy, so that's... Um, 13, 13, 2, and Lightning Returns, Final Fantasy 15 with all the DLC in it, um, Final Fantasy 14, A Realm Reborn, including a three month subscription, um, and special items for Final Fantasy 11 Mobile and Final Fantasy 15. Um, this is all it? That's the, those are the games. They're coming with it. Those are the games. Those are all the games. See, here's, that's here's, what a limited edition needs to have. Cuz, cuz, cuz. It's not even done yet. Included. Here's all the physical items. All the content that's included in the collector's edition. So, as like I just said, the collector's edition includes the game, a poster, art book, 8-bit, black mage, keychain, chocobo plush, two discs, a selection of songs. Um, it includes all of that. Two extra discs, for, so a complete sound task, a crystal necklace, a mogul plush, a black mage statues, all three Final Fantasy trading card games starter decks, Final Fantasy... Um, Seven Advent Children, King's Clay, Final Fantasy, King's Brotherhood, <laughs> um, Final Fantasy 15, everything that will be packaged from the collector's edition of Final Fantasy 15 gets thrown in the crystal edition. Um, everything will be packed in a luxury chest decorated with Final Fantasy logo. And oh, wait a minute, just to clarify, these plans to apply just to North America. Wow, so that's coming straight to the US. Hmm, so we're gonna have access to that. And then on top of that, the Crystal Edition comes with the Season Pass. The Season Pass includes everything from Final Fantasy 1, 2, 13, um, 12, Final Fantasy Tactics, War, Lions, Chrono Trigger could be released on Steam before it released in the, um, could be released on Steam to be activated on your game. And everything for Final Fantasy 7, Episode 1, and then Final Fantasy 15. Um, Jesus Christ. Good Lord have mercy. That's a whole lot of Final Fantasy next year. That's yeah. a whole like I'm I'm yeah. So you can see why I say with all this energy pushed behind your Kingdom Hearts thing, which is apparently only Japan exclusive. Yeah. The North American Crystal Edition, which is but apparently this, this which is the part is, that kills me though. With all these, not to mention they have three or four new games that they announced and are prepping. There there's a game that's supposed to come out in March. So in March alone, like Square Enix is supposed to have two games. They have too much on their plate. Now I get that they are a publisher akin to Activision or Blizzard, where they're the money behind all these things. But you can almost 
Sorry, I bought it. You can only do so much at some time. Like, you have to, at some point, focus on something. That's why Final Fantasy got pushed back. They had a giant conference talking about, hey, by the way, Final Fantasy 15 is coming out September 30th. A week later, uh, we messed up. We're not going to be able to hit that date. They literally had to stop production on every other project, and they pulled all the crucial people they pulled con. They put graphic designers, to, uh, engineers. They pulled everybody to make sure Final Fantasy Fifteen got out, and they and it's was worth it. But they can't keep doing. If they had to stop all their other projects to keep pulling people to make sure these games come out on time, and I don't think that I don't think that's healthy. Um, but Square Enix, big ups to you guys. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Um, by the way, they already it already got leaked that they have another Kingdom, um, another. Tomb Raider game coming out. Yeah. Um, but moving on from that, I want to get into um, another game that's kind of taking over the world um, because um, Hideo Kojima has finally been released from the clutches of Konami. And Konami's like, I guess they're not doing bad. They're, they've been announcing games that look kind of cool. I mean, a lot of people are still very salty and hurt with them. Um, but um, Kojima went on basically... A tour with one of the heads of Sony, um, well, one of the heads of PlayStation. Um, the guy basically went on a tour of all the first house studios. They were building their own engine, and um, Sony was like, "Hey, you know, let's go on a tour. Let's see if we can mix you guys up with some things." He went on a tour of all the first party studios, and he landed um, with Gorilla, the guys who are making um, Horizon Zero Dawn. That game is gorgeous. That game looks so amazing. That comes out in February. And it was apparently, yeah, yeah, it's coming out in February. Apparently, like, they had this big presentation. He loaded up their engine on a USB stick and presented it to Kojima in a box. He was so impressed. He watched their presentation, did all the things. It has now been announced that Kojima Studios, Kojima Productions, and Gorilla are now having an official partnership in that the new game death stranding will be developed on their engine which just like look how good horizon zero dawn looks oh my god and then imagine what they can do with kojima's game and they had a trailer at psx go watch it it's the newest one with that features guillermo del toro and yeah, um that mads was, that was so creepy. mads mickelson it was weird um, yeah, IGN has a really great breakdown of all the things and theories that they have. Really kind of opened my mind up a little bit to that game because I was like, is this a horror game? Is this an action game? Is this what kind of game is this? They had a lot, that, a really crucial breakdown that um, makes me kind of ease up a little bit because I figure it's going to be, I think it's going to be more like horror action, kind of like a darker version of Metal Gear Solid, but without the Metal Gear Solid, obviously. Um, but now we have Mads Mikkelsen, we have Guillermo del Toro, we still have Norman Reedus, who knows who else could pop up in this game. Now that Kojima has, like, essentially a black check from Sony, he has his own studio, he has all the people he wants, and he has this dope engine from Gorilla, which he can pretty much, like, essentially, like, Kojima's, like, productions hasn't announced, hey, we're a Sony first part. There is no, like, this game is coming out exclusively to the PlayStation 4. I don't think there's, I don't think it's ever going to be official on paper that, hey, Kojima Productions is a first-party studio, but I think he's always just going to produce games on PS4. And that focus, I think that hyper-focus on the PS4 architecture just allows for him to be free of restraints and just allow him to create. I'm so excited for this game, it doesn't make sense. 
Like, I don't know anything about the game, but I'm just so hyped for it because of the look, look how good. Um, and we don't know how much work and how much his fingerprints were on Metal Gear Solid 5, but look how great that game was. And then it's going to be open world and has just oh, so much potential. Just again, and I'm probably overhyping myself for this, but the amount of potential that this game has is literally sky high. And um, I'm just really excited for games like this. Um, but yeah, looking forward to seeing what comes out in 2017 for Final Fantasy. Horizon Zero Dawn is at the top of my list. Um, and then there are a few more games that we want to talk about. Um, obviously, Kingdom Hearts. I'm like, guys, I know I rag on Kingdom Hearts a lot on this podcast. I'm a fan. Like, the reason... Are, are, are you really now? The reason being... Because, obviously, listen, if, if we learn anything from 2016... I'm critical. I'm, very, I'm critical of the things fan. that I love. I'm a fan. The reason me and him are, like, best friends is because of Kingdom Hearts 1. I remember it was spring break yeah. 2006. I came over here on Friday... You brought the game upstairs to the little TV in the corner. We yeah. played, we played, we played. Sunday showed up. It's time to go home. I don't want to go. I got a week of spring break. I was like, can I stay till Wednesday? Oh, you can stay till Wednesday. I called it Tuesday. I ain't trying to go. <laughs> in a span of a week, we beat Kingdom Hearts 1. I am a fan. I've beaten all the Kingdom Hearts games multiple times. Matter of fact, there was a point. not beaten all of them. I've beaten Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 multiple times. <laughs> There you go. I've actually been. I actually shout out to Toby for letting me like borrow his game because I actually beat um Chain of Memories. memories. I I have you played Rechain of Memories? I have not played Rechain of Memories. I've been has Riku side, so you have not. I have played one Chain of Memories and two multiple times. I have not beaten all. I haven't beaten all the games. I haven't beaten all the games. What I am saying is I am a fan of this series. I want it to do good, but I think we have to temper our expectations. I don't want us to get hyped to the point where we're like at a fever pitch for this game and we fail to realize the warning signs. <laughs> no Man's Sky that just came out, all these expectations, and just flopped. That thing fell high. Let me not make any jokes about fat people. But... Um, <laughs> it's not... It's, it's, no lo- it's not a matter of... I mean, it's just that the excitement of the game coming out. I don't think it's no longer an expectation of necessarily how the game will play. If they stay true to how they've been doing, I don't think anybody is truly worried how the game will play. I think we're more worried for the story content. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. We need to. I want. I want. The, I want the game to come out. I want the game to begin. But um, lots of cool games next year. Last game on my list that I am extremely excited for is Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, they put out a trailer at the Video Game Awards that showed gameplay. This was one of the first times we got actual gameplay. Um, oh, okay, going back, the last trailer that you saw for Death Stranding was running in real time on the Gorilla Engine in 4K, native. This is not up this is native 4K. So all you people that have been yelling and shouting and hooting and hollering that the PS4 can't run 4K, shut up. Sit down in the corner sometime. Um, but same thing, Mass Effect was running full 4K native on a PS4 Pro, um, and it was a trailer, showed gameplay. Um, one of the things it's shown is like exploration, which they've gotten back to, which I love, Mass Effect 1, which I'm actually playing on my PC right now. Um, so I'm really, I'm really glad they got back to that. Yeah, which I bought Skyrim on a PC, and that was a terrible mistake. I don't know why I did that to myself. Um, you need studying. 
I am studying. I got an A on my presentation. Barely. I got an A on my presentation. 91. I'll let your boy. Um, getting back at teacher it. teacher loves you or something. Me? No, I just do work. <laughs> <laughs> I do work. Do work. Um, but yeah, Mass Effect Andromeda, that's another game that's going to consume. If it, if it manages to come out in 2017, I have my doubts. Um, I'm becoming more and more of a skeptic um, as to these game companies putting out um, dates that they can't necessarily hit. Um, I kind of am in love with the what, what people are calling the Bethesda model. Um, hey, uh, here's a trailer for a game. Oh, by the way, it's out in six months. Granted, that's not all their big game, but that's what they did with Fallout. That's what they're doing. Um, and, like, again, like, and Rockstar is a little bit different. Rockstar would be like, hey, so we're announcing this game. We're working on it. We don't know when it'll be out. And then they'll come out on stage, oh, hey, by the way, here's a trailer, and uh, it'll be out in a year. And it will hit that mark. Because Rockstar, they don't spread themselves thin. All their energy is focused on one game at a time. They may have, like, minor teams working on the next game, but, like, the majority, 80 to 80 to 90% of their team is focused on one game, and they're just pouring everything they have into it. So um, there's a chance that Red Dead 2 comes out next year. That's pretty high on the list. That's, like, that's tied for number one on the list. Um, I think I'm at a fever pitch for Death Stranding. That's why it's so high on the list. But realistically, my 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 number one spot goes to Horizon Zero Dawn. My number two spot um, goes to Assassin. Uh, not Assassin. Mass Effect Andromeda. My number three spot surprisingly goes to God of War because we haven't seen anything since last year's PSX, but that game looked gorgeous. And I'm not like I've beat. I have beaten all the Gears of no, War. It was E3. It was E3, yeah, you're right, it was E3. I've beaten all the Gears of War, even the ones that were on PSP, because back, I had a PSP. Um, I've shout beaten... out to Tag Force. Shout out to <laughs> Tag Force. That, that, was, that was a dope one. Who was Dual Academy? It was another dope one on there. On the I don't PSP. know, I remember we saw your PlayStation for, uh, your PSP for a couple weeks. Yeah, it was dope. So, such a dope game. Anyway, um, but yeah, 20, 2017 is shaping up to be a great year for games. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Um, but that's pretty much the wrap-up for me. Okay. Um... I think we've kind of hit all our beats for today. Oh, wait, wait. We've not hit all the beats. Um, how do we feel about mid-season finales for shows, for DC shows? All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was, it was, all right, I'll go ahead and say it. it was a good week. It was a good week. Uh, so, we're. Let's start here. Grade for each show through the mid season. Let's put it this way for each show up until the mid season from beginning to mid season. What letter grade do you give each show? Let's start with this. Tim, did you watch all the season finales for this week? Yes, I watched the only one I haven't seen is Legends. I did not watch Supergirl, and I I don't think there was another one. It was just it was just the Medusa one, just the Medusa one. Uh Okay, so you have seen that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Flash. I'll start with Flash because that's my favorite one as of right now. I would give it. Just I don't do, just I, do a grade as of right now. Th- that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying for each of them. Give a letter. well. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm just saying. I'm debating flip flop between A minus and B plus. Okay. For Flash, great action, really action packed. I remember sitting there watching it, and then I was like. There's kind of like almost a penultimate moment. It felt like a penultimate moment. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, this is wrapping up pretty quickly. All of a sudden, I look at it. 
wait, there's still 15 minutes left. What's about to happen? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that why you're asking me to check Spectre all the time? <laughs> it has me extremely paranoid now. <laughs> like, literally, there was like 12 minutes left in the movie. It's like, oh, there's still enough time for one more plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why every movie I'm watching now, someone has to be betraying them. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. All right, what's your grade for Arrow? Oh, my gosh. Arrow, I would give it a solid B. Okay. Solid B. And I want Supergirl. Now, that one's a little trickier. This is just watching because I kind of fell off somewhere there. I just watched that episode because it was leading into the crossover. Um, Standalone, I'd probably give it a B, B minus. Okay, fair enough. Um, And and then then I watched watched a little bit of Legends. I only really watched the end of it because that's what uh, happened. But based on that moment... uh, I'd give I'd give it a B um, based on the okay. the uh, the the what? <laughs> so definitely so about uh, a B average. A B average. Overall. Okay. Like, all right. So for me, um, I guess I'll kind of go backwards. Um, I didn't really watch Legends, but from the crossover and the mid season, I I give it a solid B plus. I, I really liked it. Uh, yeah, I liked what I saw. Um, it doesn't focus too much on one character, which I, is kind of yeah. nice. So, um, as far as Supergirl goes, um, overall for the season, for I think halfway, I was for the halfway point. Well, yeah, yeah for the halfway point, I, I think I'll go with the B plus. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, been pretty steady. Mm-hmm. The story is really good. Uh, character development and fairly. Oh, I was doing this based off of the mid season finale. Well, I, I, I yeah, said yeah, from yeah. from the beginning up until the mid season. Oh, apparently. I was doing it based on the mid season. But I mean, you, with a couple of those shows, you kind of watch sporadic, so it makes sense that you're basing yeah. it off the mid season. As far as Arrow goes, I'm going to give it a solid A, just because they've kind of gone gone back to what they've been good at. Yeah. Uh, oh, so yes. I think Arrow deserves a solid A. Uh, and with the Flash, and kudos to them for incorporating Flashpoint. Really. Yes. Yes, I did like that. With Flash, I'm going to go with the A minus. Um, just because of the way this uh, mid-season ended. Let's be honest. It, it like but season it's two. Not bad, season but two. It's just, uh, I think season two really set the bar for mid-seasons. And well, not even just for mid-seasons. Like even the run up till then, it was really uh, not action-packed, but it really kept us moving, kept us guessing. I guess it's in its sophomore year. It's found its kind of its ground, and it's really just pushing us through. But I mean, we had an awkward. But it was really cool, and and shout out to John. But he kind of put us in. You know, he's like, we're we're in that middle of the trilogy kind of like phase where we don't know where we are. So it started off awkward, but in all actuality, it was really good for where we were coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, you you done grading, Tim? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Wait, did you do Supergirl? Oh, you know, yeah, I did Supergirl. Yeah. You did Supergirl. Um, so starting with Supergirl, actually, and uh, you guys might not have seen it. I did Vixen. Vixen on the CW seed. It's their little internet one that ties into it, but not really. It's a way of still doing another character and adding to the universe without really having to put in all the extra money and, and manpower and acting. Um, it was, to me, it was an A. Because they, they, it was like, they added, um, you know, all the characters. You got that partial team up while still focusing on Vixen. And all six episodes equal up to an episode of Seinfeld. So you should be able to watch it really easily. Um, 
Which, by the way, we watched Seinfeld in church. Yeah. <laughs> Serenity now! <laughs> that was good. Seinfeld's um, always dope. Anyways, um, so I'm going to give that an A. So if you don't, if you have not watched Vixen, do so. It kind of is just an extra character to learn about. And so every so often, um, they'll bring in the Vixen character. Now the Vixen character that they've brought in into Legends is the mom, not the actual Vixen that we know currently, Maya Cage. But anyways, moving on. Flash. Flash will get... Probably for in in a minus, um, creeping maybe slowly to a B plus, but I'll say I'll stick in the A minus range for the fact of for dealing with Flashpoint and trying to keep things together in terms of how Flashpoint is supposed to seem like, and a lot of character changes and character dynamics. I think they did such a solid job with that. Yeah. Because that can get very messy, very easily. Um, so, and not for, like, fixing things in a single episode or a single scene. You know how, like, they have that, that one scene where everything all of a sudden magically is fixed. Uh, yeah, just, just, trust, like, just, just trust in the speed force. That's what... <laughs> but, <laughs> um, so I, I will give it, I will give it that grade for that. Um, Arrow, I'm going to give it an A- minus for definitely hitting its stride once again and really bringing back some iconic moments, even from season one and season two. Um... And and for really doing the Artemis character justice right now, for like how you know, for the fact of how it was in Young Justice, you know, getting a little little bit of that, and I was like, oh yeah. Um, and then I haven't seen the mid season finale, but uh, for Legends, but I would give that a B plus. So I say overall across the board, I'm averaging about an A minus among all the shows for the continuity that's going on here. So it was definitely good. Notice how Supergirl wasn't in any uh, top shows. I regretted it. I'm just saying, but you know how it wasn't at the top. But it wasn't at the top, though. No, I'm just saying, I'm just just being facetious. Calm down. Y'all were not calm down. (laughs) I'm sick of this crap. (laughs) No, actually. I mean, you're the one who still buys 2K every year, then sell it immediately. I know. I lasted (laughs) a few months this year. It was longer than last time. No, I'm I'm, I'm kidding. I actually like Supergirl. I watched watched the full season. Yeah, like, even though it's not, like, the best show out there, which it's it's not. It's still, it's just qualms. Yeah, and I I, I think I want Supergirl in with having the same issues that I have with Flash, which you say they've resolved. It's too happy-go-lucky until the Dementors come in. And I actually kind of like the Black Death episode where she gets engulfed by the... The, 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 yeah, the, whatever it's, call it. What's the, it's, the, the, it's called in the comics? It's sometimes referred to as Black Death and Peaceful Death, but it's a it's a Kryptonian flower yeah. that it, it's it attaches to you and gives you this illusion. Justice League. It's in an episode of Justice League. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's it's it attaches to a Kryptonian and essentially um, feeds off their life force, but it also gives them. Uh, happiest, uh, the happiest memories, and if they don't want to, leave... oh no, what they want, their their what they assume, desire, deepest yeah, desire. the deepest desire, what they assume to be their deepest desire, which will make them happy, and the Kryptonian has to choose to leave that dream. Otherwise, it just kind of sucks your life force away gradually, and you die. Um, so I really did enjoy that episode. I think the reveal of Martian Manhunter was probably my favorite episode. Um, 
and then wait till season two. Then you were like, okay, this just changed quite a yeah. bit. Yeah, so I, 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 I think the show has potential. I think they still have a it, long way to go. I still feel and like you'll that. See, I still feel like that show needs Superman. And I think and that's what that's, and that's where season two comes in because yeah. obviously it was you could tell it was a CW show because it was very safe, and it was. It they were, you mean it wasn't a CW show? I mean, yeah, it wasn't. A, it was a CBS show. And when you start watching in season two, then you're like, well, this looked like it changed networks. <laughs> like you can just you can just see it, you can feel it. And because we have all hail Jeff Johns at the helm of uh, DC. And again, I feel I feel felt I still feel like Supergirl is the weakest character in that show. I think I think Jimmy is a better character than her. I still feel like I think that show. Sh- I honestly I mean, they made him Guardian, so hey. yeah. I still I feel like. Honestly, eventually a split needs to happen and Martian Manhunter should get his own show out of this. It could be a possibility. I would so watch that because the dynamics with the white Martian that they've kind of kind of already thrown in there, really good. Um, so uh, I would much rather get... Uh, but for what it is, I'm happy. Like, she didn't really have any impact on the crossover episodes, uh, but mm, whatever. It was, I think it was to draw in more viewers. That's all it was. Oh, and uh, speaking of um, crossovers um, and all this jazz, um, just so people are aware, Legends is moving to a new night. It is moving to immediately after Flash now. So, uh, starting, starting in the second half of the season. Um, and then once that's done, I think the DC show iZombie, which I still have not taken time to attempt to watch, will come back once uh, because it's shorter episode, It's a shorter season for Legends. But then also somewhere in there, we're supposed to get um, the last, se- the supposedly the last season of one- the One Hundred. Tim, right? When is that coming? Spring? I think it's April. I'm excited. Jeez, I don't know. I'm for those so ready for it. Ah, so 100 is really good. Actually, can really we just say good. in general, like, a minus the... I'm not really a supernatural person, which, let alone a vampire person. Supernatural is, like, their biggest show, too. It, it is their biggest show, which they're in their season finale, and I, I understand a lot of fans are mad. I, I mean, not mad, but sad that it's going away. But... Like, I'm not into that. I'm not into the vampire stuff. But for the most part, for their primetime TV spots, they have a lot of solid shows. Uh, like, outside of, you know, their superhero show. Like, Frequency, if you've not watched Frequency, take time to actually sit down and watch it. It is actually, and it's a it's a bit of a, a it's a, a, a cop, dr- you know, a, a, a drama, detective type drama. Which are my things. Which is your thing, because, and obviously it's through space and time. So, if you don't know the premise of it, a girl who is a detective, um, through stuff, she ends up being able to talk to her dad who had been murdered 20 years ago, and the the lightning bolt strikes her radio, and she's able to talk to her father, okay? We'll forget all the magic and whatever that happens in it, but through space and time, she's able to talk to her father, parallel day just 20 years prior to before he died or something like that. And so she's able to stop his death from happening. And so that's kind of... Huh? That's a bad decision. And uh, the crazy thing is that in the first episode, she stops his death from happening. So now all her memories come in, but not only do they get replaced, she still remembers the old timeline. Oh, no. That's a problem. 
So it's actually quite interesting how they've how they've really gone. It's actually a very solid show. It's all of the timey wimey stuff, but I think it's a good watch. It's still fun. It's entertaining. What I miss is the Tomorrow People. Yeah. Yes. Oh, just that show. Should we demand CW to get right this after Jedediah done messed up my boy? Right. <sighs> took it away. It gave us hope. It took it away. Mm-hmm. Oh, hopefully they figure something out. I, I, I mean, but. Robbie's doing that for himself. He's got a couple yeah. movie roles. And now he's married. Married. Robbie doing that for himself. Got himself a little condo downtown L.A. Okay, Robbie, we see you. Um, but no, if we're going to talk about shows that people should watch, you guys need to check out Incorporated. It's a new show produced by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, and it's all about corporations taking over Is the Is there future. more than 26 lines? <laughs> so far, the main actor doesn't have more than 26 lines. Maybe it's the limit of 26 lines per episode. <laughs> So far, the main actor hasn't said a lot. Um, so, yeah, you're not wrong. It's really good. It's really about corporations, like, taking over the world and having, um, essentially, the stranglehold on, like... And it's all about... Ca- it's all about capitalism. It's all about greed. It's all about um, what happens when the elites take over the world and you have to work for this one corporation to advance in life or you're left to the favelas. And so they have this one scene where this guy leaves his gated community and his smart car and he's doing his report and it's driving along the road and it's just like green, lush, like grass from as far as the eyes can see. And the cameras pan up and it's the green zone. And then they talk about the red zone and like before the show starts. And when the camera pans out on both sides of the highway, you just see like pollution, depravity, just personification of poverty just like so the red zones are just where those who have who can't live the corporate life who don't have the connections or so and like you find out the main actor is actually from the red zone and he's faking his green zone life um so really really interesting stuff there obviously with minds like matt damon and ben affleck behind the show it's gonna get cool weird awesome places but the action in the first two episodes really it's kind of born like it's kind of like it's not like a 10-minute fist fight, but it's a very precise fight, no longer than 30 seconds. I've yet to see a fight go longer than 30 seconds, and usually somebody get knocked out. Sleep. Not even get knocked out, just get pushed to sleep. <laughs> In one particular scene, um, he tries to get blood of one of his senior execs, and he manages to get it, but he gets caught by another person from the green zone who goes to the red zone to experiment with drugs. He's like, hey, what's that? Literally two seconds later, dude's head gets put through a toilet, dead. I'm like, oh, well, in that case... <laughs> We know he know how to fight. So, um, really cool. There's a lot of symbolism, a lot of a lot of context in there, but it's fun. Um, so yeah, that's it. All right. Um, let's let's go ahead. We'll we'll kind of do this as our as our wrap up now. Um, definitely some solid discussions going on here. Um, and obviously a lot of stuff. Looking forward to 2017. But I think, kind of looking timeline wise, um, next week. Or maybe the week after, we'll kind of discuss, will be like a, a year-end review of 2016. Favorite moments, stuff, right? Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, this week, we'll definitely prep for that and still try to get some new topics. So that's Get Prepared. We will have a longer, much longer episode coming to you. Or we might break it into two parts. We might do. We might record the long episode and then break it into two parts just so you guys can have something to do while we're on break. Um, we might even do a three-hour episode and break it up into three parts because... When we get to talking about the year and things we've liked and favorite, sometimes we can go along. So we'll we'll discuss that. And you, you definitely won't see. be just whelmed. Nope. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> You're either going to be under or over. Most likely over. I mean, Matthew's out here for the grill, so, you know, probably going to be overwhelmed. What do you mean? you here for the grill, dog. This is my house. <laughs> you <laughs> <Anyway>. the guest. <laughs> you know, this is my show. <laughs> Anyways, we appreciate you guys. It's been an interesting year, but we'll get to all that next week you know, or whatever. Whenever we do, you'll hear. But um, follow us on Facebook, even more about nothing. Email us. Give us topics or you just want to conversate with us or you have suggestions or whatever. Even more about nothing at gmail.com. And SoundCloud. If you're not listening to it there, even more about nothing. Or if you're just listening on the SoundCloud and you don't know we have iTunes. Even more about nothing in the podcast section. Same thing on the Android side. Yeah. I don't know what they call their podcast section. Well, there's Stitcher Radio. There's there's a whole bunch of... Like, the thing about Android is they just don't have one standard across. Oh. Well, then use SoundCloud. Yeah. If you're on iPhone or on Mac products or Apple products, podcast yeah, We'll figure... And then, yeah. Um, we're going to... We're going to... A lot of improvements coming. Um, we need to do a lot better on a lot of stuff. Yeah, so we we promised a lot of things that were going to happen, and they didn't quite get launched off in the way we wanted to. So, I mean, we are still figuring this out, and the budget is what it is, and we are growing. And Just ask have, Ben Affleck. He's the accountant. He is the accountant, which I still need to go plug. see. Selfless <laughs> plug. Um, but no, we're going to go... We, we we made promises to you guys, and we are gonna we are gonna fulfill those promises. It's taken us a while to figure it out. Um, you know, life happens, um, and I am still in school, which is a big factor. Um, but we made promises, and we are gonna come we are gonna come full circle on those promises. We just might take longer than we thought. Um, but yeah, um, as always, we don't know why you listen to us, but we appreciate it. My name is Mookie. My name is Rafiki. Got your boy Timmy Tungle. And this has been your host, Matthew Gutu. Thank you for joining us this week on another episode of Even More About Nothing. Deuces. Really? You do all that? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you guys later. This is a dangerous